spiritual babies, welcome to the Manifest Fire podcast with me, Sarah Louise. Here we discuss everything law of attraction, spirituality and mindset related. So get ready to live your best life. Hello beautiful angels, welcome back to episode 7 of Manifest Fire with me, your host Sarah Louise. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's so lovely to have you here. This week again has been another bank holiday, has it? I think it has. Yes, it has. So another bank holiday weekend last week and it feels like everything's been super chaotic for me this week. Like work's been super busy, lots of life admin stuff needs doing, like my driving life's needed renewing and I've got to remortgage and I'm literally up the wall and already having to record another podcast. Like, the stress, the stress. Uh, But here we are. What else happened this week? Um, Again, my short-term memory is shocking, so I'm not too sure. Oh, Tina Turner died. Really sad news. Love a bit of Tina. All my friends thought she was already dead, so well done, girls. Got the looks, but have you got the brains? Who knows? No, I'm joking. Love you all. Um, but yeah, this week's been really chaotic. Um, but I'm here now. Um, 30 minutes of chill time and focus while I chat to you lovely people. So hopefully that will recalibrate my energy and set me up nicely for the weekend. And I'm also going to sage the shit out of my house after recording this to try and cleanse the energy for the new month. So let's get started. This week I want to talk about emotions, specifically about negative emotions and like the biology of these and why it's so important to learn how to deal with them. So yeah, that might seem like a bit of a depressing topic, sorry guys, but hopefully you'll learn something that can actually like help you in day-to-day life. So yes, depressing, but worthwhile, also yes. So Negative emotions are something that we are all going to be like really familiar with. Like, let's face it, like life is hard, life is tough. We're all going to be familiar with those negative emotions. So like sadness, fear, anger, jealousy, grief, hatred, unworthiness, despondency, the list goes on and on. But these are things we've all felt and we will probably all undoubtedly feel again many times over, over the course of lives, because that is just part of being human. So what this episode is not going to be about, and this is not a school of thought that I prescribe to at all, it's not going to be about rejecting negative emotions, like trying not to feel them, to push them away and brush over them, brush them under the carpet. Like I do not prescribe to this toxic positivity culture of, hey, don't feel bad, there's always someone worse off than you, or like, hey, don't ever feel sad again, simply do x y and z and banish sadness forever like no 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 that's not what I'm about at all so I want to start off by saying that negative emotions are important just as important as positive emotions and one of my personal mantras is feel your shit like I really believe in feeling your emotions fully even the negative ones like sitting in them obviously to a point but like sitting in them and letting them move through you like that's such a massive part of connecting to yourself and such a massive part of healing trauma so I just want to make that clear now that what we're talking about here today in this episode is really in support of that and what I want you to take away from this episode is to understand more about how these negative emotions work and ways in which you can move through them 
not push them away and ways in which you can ground yourself when you're feeling unnecessary negative emotions. So things that may be like triggering you, things that um, may be, you know, a source of anxiety, but not necessarily like real sources of like sadness or grief in, in the real life, if you like. So yeah, negative emotions are important. If you remember last week's episode where we discussed your points of attraction, these negative emotions like let you know where you are on the emotional scale and they're a great indicator of where your point of attraction is currently at. Sorry, I need to take a sip of water one sec. And that's the cat scratching at the door, like well-timed pixie, well-timed. But yeah, I'm so over like pausing the podcast and editing it. So let me live my life. Um, But yeah, like I said, Negative emotions, they are a great way to kind of see where your point of attraction attraction is at currently, like where you are on that mountain that we discussed in last week's episode. And it's really important for our growth and for our healing and just for general day-to-day like sanity that we learn to accept our negative emotions and understand that there's no reason to fear them. Like negative emotions are very much a normal response to different external stimuli to our body and our mind and it's also really important to remember that negative emotions don't last forever like they will pass and they don't negate all of the positive things in your life and feeling your can you have to, if you can hear pixie she's having a shit in her <laughs> she's having a shit in her cat box and i can hear a scratch and all the cat litter sorry about that i'm having to record this downstairs because my little girl is asleep upstairs where I normally record it um but anyway I gotta keep getting sidetracked today this is what happens when you record on at 10 p.m of, of a night so let's start that again negative emotions they will pass they don't negate or block out all of the positive things in your life and feeling your negative emotions won't derail your manifesting or anything like that feeling bad sometimes won't derail or negate the momentum that your positive thoughts and feelings have built up in your life already. So basically what I'm saying is it's okay to feel shit sometimes. And there's a really lovely quote that I like by, um, I think it's Muji, if I've pronounced that correctly. He is like a famous spiritual teacher. Um, and his quote is, feelings are just visitors, let them come and go. I think that sums up really nicely, you know, negative emotions, they will pass. So let them come and let them pass. So resisting feeling bad, resisting feeling negative emotions, like by pushing them away, by judging yourself. I know we all do that a lot, like judging yourself for feeling sad or motivated or depressed, berating yourself, telling yourself off. All that does is create more resistance to your current state of being. And if you remember the episode where I talk about the law of least, least effort, resistant feeling negative emotions in this way is going to use up so much more energy than just accepting them and letting them flow through. Sorry, letting them. Oh God, I can't speak. Letting them flow through you. So you are going to end up prolonging the negative and like feeling even worse for even longer if you try to resist them. And like a common example that like I think we all can think of. Um, people that we know or like famous people or like examples from movies where like people continuously push down and suppress their negative emotions like of 
sadness or anger or whatever and ultimately ends up having like a total breakdown or flipping out in a psychotic rage as a result. So resisting feeling bad emotions or negative emotions is really the surest way to make sure that you're going to feel a thousand times worse in the near future. So just feel your shit right now, man. Like just feel it right now. So if you're going through a hard time, whether that's grief, a breakup, stress at work, worry over money, it's like it's really important to acknowledge how you're feeling and to sit in it to a point. Now I'm not saying like let it consume you, absolutely not. But negative emotions, and I think particularly those around like grief or heartbreak, they need to be processed. So you need to make space for them when they come up in your life. Like everybody knows how therapeutic a good cry can be. So kind of lean into it and go with it. And that will lighten the load eventually if you walk with it rather than push against it and resist it. But having said that, it is important that we don't let negative emotions like rule our lives and that we don't feel them unnecessarily or unduly. And what I mean by this is that we don't create negative scenarios like in our heads, that we don't create and think negative thoughts when we don't need to, when there's really nothing negative happening. So I'm talking here about, you know, negative thoughts, spirals, anxiety spirals, things that we're creating from nothing on on a thought level that don't necessarily correspond to anything matching in our physical reality. So we're really feeling those kind of negative thoughts unnecessarily. So before I get into ways to tackle like those unnecessary negative thoughts, and I'm not talking here about grief or heartbreak or, you know, justified anger or things like that, things that you should be worried about. I'm talking about unnecessary negative thoughts. So before we talk about how to, how to interrupt those types of feelings, um, I just thought let's quickly look at some of the biology behind negative emotions. So the stress response that triggers a lot of common negative feelings like fear, shame, guilt or anger is really simply like a biological survival response which is otherwise known as the fight or flight response which you'll all probably be familiar with that term. So when something threatens us or rather when we perceive something is threatening us this is what happens. So oxygen gets pumped to the brain and your heart rate increases and so does your blood pressure Your body releases hormones called cortisol and adrenaline and these give your body and your muscles energy to respond to the situation at hand, so energy to respond to the threat at hand. So this is our like physical, biological response to a threat and like, you know, historically, biologically, this was usually a physical threat if we're talking about like caveman times and stuff like that. So this is our biological response to a physical threat and it's like essentially like a self-preservation response. So when you get that like stomach dropping feeling, like when you're sad or disappointed or nervous or fearful, the biological explanation for that is like blood is leaving your digestive tract and it's being pumped to your muscles for energy to respond to that perceived threat 
which again, you know, in historic times would have been a physical threat. So again, it's that fight or flight response kicking in that's fueling these physical symptoms that we can identify in our bodies. So the fight or flight, sorry, fight or flight response was designed biologically speaking to kind of, like I said, protect us from physical danger. But what is often happening now is that the mind and the body in turn is reacting to negative thoughts and beliefs in the same way that it would respond to physical danger. Because remember, your mind can't really differentiate between what's real, like I'm doing air quotes now, so what's real in air quotes and what is just a thought. So as we keep thinking negative thoughts and emotions, our body is reacting to these as though they were real, as though they were a real threat to our physical safety. In this way, like the fight or flight cycle continues and then more stress hormones are released in our bodies, which causes more stressful thoughts to occur and the cycle goes on and on. So it's really important that we learn to decipher between real, like I'm doing air quotes again, real negative scenarios or thoughts and those that we may be creating ourselves in our minds just so we can avoid the unnecessary triggering of this fight or flight cycle and avoid the impact that it has on our physical bodies. And that is a really big big impact. Like constantly being in fight or flight mode can impact your concentration. It can impact your appetite. It can impact your sleep. It can even impact your fertility. So it's a really big deal. So it's really important for our physical health as well as our mental health that we learn ways to interrupt those negative thoughts that we are creating that are unfounded, that don't relate to any, air quotes again, real scenarios. So how can we catch negative emotions early before they develop further and trigger this fight or flight response? And remember, I'm not talking about intercepting every single negative emotion you ever had. Like we've already established, like that's not the goal here. That isn't healthy. That's not how we grow and heal. But what we are talking about here is how we can intercept the unnecessary negative thoughts, intercept them early to stop them developing. And the ones, like I said, that might not be real, but might be the result of anxiety or overthinking. Hello, that's me. I'm the world's worst overthinker, honestly. It's absolutely shocking. So how do we do this? Um, When I was researching this, I found some interesting stuff. Like it's really interesting how the brain works in these scenarios. So once a negative emotion is in flow, once the beliefs and emotions have gained momentum, your rational mind becomes almost completely useless. And this is how your brain's designed to work, so... Your limbic system is the part of your brain that is responsible for emotions. And when this part is activated, so when you're feeling like a strong emotion, like sadness or anger or whatever, the rational part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex, that's the part that helps us reason and think critically. Effectively, that part of the brain turns off. And researching this, I found lots of studies that show that there is lots of extensive MRI scan evidence to support this. And I think we can all testify to our rational brain being like well and truly in the bin 
when like we've been feeling in love or, or whatever that's a strong emotion not a negative one but it has the same effect of you know turning on the limbic system and turning off your prefrontal cortex so we can all testify to that i mean just take a look at your exes like there ain't shit rational about that is there um, but yeah, this is why it's important to recognise your triggers before the negative emotions become like out of your control, like before that part, that rational part of your brain gets turned off. So how can we do this? This is the point that I'm trying to get to. How can we do this? So like, first of all, you need to know your triggers and this requires a lot of self-reflection takes time, takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of commitment. Like, sorry, there's no easy way around that. And it's often really traumatic work, working through past traumas to unveil triggers and their root causes. And sorry, but your girl can't do that for you here. But obviously I can't not mention that because it's okay. So think about whether that's something you can explore yourself through therapy or other like self-development practices. But Fear not, I do have some quick wins for you, don't worry. So while lots of people won't know their triggers, many of us will know some of them. So these are the ones that we can act on to change. And if you don't know what a trigger is or what yours might be, basically it's something that causes a painful or traumatic memory to resurface. So when you're triggered and those painful memories resurface, often not even consciously, but they will kind of initiate a series of negative emotions. And even if you can't recognise them objectively when they're recurring, you will almost definitely be able to recognise the telltale signs and feelings in your body that you have been triggered. So, you know, the things that we just discussed and like feeling tense, your heart rate quickening, things like that. So when you feel like a trigger is activating or a negative train of thought or negative emotions are beginning to flow, excuse me, just did a little bit there, sorry about that. So when you feel like those negative emotions are beginning to flow, you can interrupt this by using one of my absolute favourite grounding techniques, which is the hand-heart connection. I love this one, I do it all the time. So if you don't know, grounding techniques are exercises or strategies that can help distract yourself from negative thoughts, emotions or memories that cause anxiety, distress or dissociation. Sorry, my voice is getting really croaky at the moment. And these grounding techniques, they work by reconnecting you with the present moment and trying to use your five senses or other ways of occupying the mind. Basically, they're kind of like distraction techniques, but the best ones, in my opinion, bring you back into your body, if you like, and restore that mind-body connection in the present moment. Sorry, just another sip of water there. hope I'm not getting another sore throat. I can't cope with that. So yeah, the hand-heart connection, the technique goes like this. So place one or both hands on your heart, close your eyes and feel in the rhythm of your heartbeat, breathe slowly and deeply for two minutes. You can do an alternative version of this as well by placing one hand on your heart and one on your solar plexus or like your abdomen, which is my favourite way to do it personally as 
I feel a lot of my physical symptoms of negative emotions in my solar plexus. So if you do too, that this might be a good technique for you to try. So place your hands in your chosen position and breathe deeply for two minutes. This is a really powerful exercise that will turn your prefrontal cortex back on, which remember is the part of our brain that helps us reason and think logically. And as you are breathing, focusing on your heartbeat, this synchronises your heart and your brain, which switches your focus at a very basic level away from those negative feelings and thoughts. So I'll put a video on my Instagram to show how to adopt the hand heart pose and the solar plexus version as well for anyone who wants to try it. So you can look for that um, on my Instagram, which is at Manifest Fire with Sarah. And yeah, that's my absolute favourite grounding technique. So when you feel like, you know, anxiety is creeping up, you're starting to feel those physical symptoms in your body, just stop and take a minute, do the hand-heart connection and really breathe deeply and that will interrupt the flow of those negative thoughts and, and emotions. Um, there is another good grounding technique um, that really helps for anxiety and I can attest to that personally. And that is the five, four, three, two, one technique. And I use this a lot, a lot, a lot when my anxiety was at its worst, when I was on medication for my anxiety. And I think this actually had more of an effect than the medication that I was on. So it really does help to interrupt the escalation of anxiousness. Um, so for this technique, when you're feeling triggered or when you're feeling anxious, you start by naming five things that you can see. So five things that you can see around you. Then you move on to name four things that you can feel. So that might be like the chair that you're sitting on, the clothes that you've got on, anything like that, a warm breeze or anything that you can feel. You then move on to say two things that you can smell. Oh, sorry, I've missed one out there. Let me start again. So you start by naming five things that you can see four things that you can feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste. So again, this is designed to distract the brain and bring you back into the present moment. So all of the things that you're naming are things that are happening now in the present. And this technique really does work. And I often found when I was using it that I wouldn't even get past, you know, I wouldn't even reach you know, naming two things that I can smell because I would already feel better before I'd even finished the list of things that I had to say. <clears throat> so that's definitely a good one to try if you suffer with anxiety. And if you're new to spirituality or like self-awareness, it's a great one to try because it's still a very practical, like normal person one, if you like. So definitely recommend trying the five, four, three, two, one technique once you feel those negative emotions building up or the anxiousness building up. So there's a couple of techniques for you that you can try to interrupt those unnecessary negative emotions. So let me know how you get on with them if you use them. But I really, really want you to remember also that negative emotions, they serve a purpose and it's important to feel them as far as, as is safe and comfortable as this is how they flow through you and how you release them by feeling them. So 
yeah, that's it for this week, my loves. I hope you found that interesting or useful or both. If not, then sounds about you. Read the label next time. No, I'm only joking. Um, come and follow me, please, on Instagram. If you're not already, you can find me at Manifest Fire with Sarah. Please, 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 whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, please like it, subscribe or review it. It would mean so much to me and I love hearing feedback from you guys. Also, if anyone has any suggestions of what they would like to hear on the pod or what they would like me to discuss, like, please drop me a DM on Insta or any questions about anything law of attraction related or all that jazz, just slide in the old DMs. I'd really love to hear from you. So yeah, thank you. Okay, my angels, I hope you have a blessed week and a fabulous weekend. Like go out and do something that makes you feel happy, that fills you with joy. And if you can't do that, just get pissed. Okay, bye my loves. See you next week.